to you, Edward, here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Wednesday, March 15th, and as Alex and I were saying before we started here, uh, only four games tonight, not the greatest schedule that we're looking at, but nonetheless, we'll dig through, see if we can find some bets for you guys, and if you do have questions for us, make sure that if you're on the YouTube, you subscribe first and foremost, but you send your questions in the chat or your your best bets that you're looking at. We'll see if we can review them, break them down, answer all the questions that you guys have. So make sure to fire those away. But uh, Alex, how are you doing this uh, this Wednesday morning? Uh, pretty good. Like I said, you know, it was a, a big busy night in the uh, NHL yesterday, and then now we just got to get this light four game card. It, you know, it, it's it's weird because you know, especially with this time of year, we're so excited. We wanted to see more and more hockey, but. Uh, you know, it, <laughs> the schedules is up and down, kind of uh, balance the schedules. It's, it's a bit odd, but you know, in a way, it's also kind of nice too because you know, if you get really overloaded with work and bets, you know, on a one night, then you get to kind of maybe take a night off or a little bit. But there's you know, a couple of interesting spots on the card tonight, so uh, break them down. Yeah, and I don't know if you uh, if you caught yesterday's show at all, but. Uh, they were looking at some of the big prices that were that had opened up and taking advantage of some of those things and looking at specifically like that uh, Chicago game, I believe it was against Boston, come back and win six six to three, storm back and beat the Bruins yesterday. Uh, that was a, one of the ones that was discussed yesterday. I woke up this morning expecting Anaheim to be a huge dog against the Islanders. I don't know why, why that was that I had that expectation. If it was just some type of false hope that we were going to get some massive numbers today but didn't even open up like that so it'll be interesting but we'll break them all down we'll start tonight uh tonight's games with the colorado toronto game this is one i will obviously be watching i think it's probably one of the best games that's on the board here today colorado's coming into this one they're sitting third in the central you're four points behind minnesota you have an opportunity to catch up they have two games in hand on them they are seven points back of dallas uh looks like it might be a little bit out of reach at this point two games in hand on them as well uh six three and one in their last 10 they're on a two-game win streak but both those games wins against arizona and montreal Going in to face off against a Toronto team who the other night had a disappointing loss against Buffalo Sabres. You're up two to nothing, allow four consecutive goals, ultimately end up losing that one four to three. If you're looking at this game here tonight where Toronto is favored at home, minus one thirty one, you think this might be a fair spot for Toronto? Is this a is this an accurate representation of what we might see tonight? Yeah, I, I think so. And and the thing that I'm looking at, the, the first thing that I zeroed in on was the total. Because I was surprised this thing did not open up at seven. Uh, right. You know, seeing Colorado. And, and Colorado, they're so streaky with their offense. But when they do put up, like I said, just saw them put up eight goals, they tend to kind of let that kind of run around a little bit. But they've been giving up some goals on, on the back end as well. We saw them, you know, with the back-to-back games a couple weeks ago where they gave up seven goals in New Jersey and Dallas. So they're susceptible on, on that back end. That's kind of really been their Achilles heel all year. That, of course, and dealing with all the injuries. Uh, it, seemed, it seems like this team hasn't had their full healthy lineup all year, basically. But Toronto, I mean, that offense, it, Just I'm just expecting them. To, and it's funny because what's the thing that everybody talks about? Well, all the blue line and goal, goaltending being questioned. But they were, like, in the position right now, they were almost remind me of Florida last year. But it's just like, really, okay, yeah, some decent defense. They don't need Murray to steal a game and, and make 55 saves. But they have the offense right now. They just roll up six or seven goals on anybody. So I think that's kind of almost maybe almost the best way to even play right now in in, in their situation because 
I, you know, I think about a team, we'll talk about them a little bit later in the Minnesota Wild, where they play a lot of close games, like the Dallas Stars, where it seems like every game is yeah. a close one goal game. That can wear down to you right now, getting into the playoffs. You're going to be playing that tight style of hockey down the stretch anyway. You almost kind of want to free yourself up a little bit if possible. I'm not saying that you want to be in an 8-7 shootout, but, you know, if your <laughs> offense can, can take care of business uh, for you sometimes, that's not always the worst thing in the world. I, I know people kind of kind of thumb their nose at that, some of the, the older uh, fans who, you know, want to see more defensive play and, and, and better quality of defense. But these offenses are really good. And, you know, at six and a half minus a dollar ten, I would take a shot at the over here tonight. All right, so we can lock that in here if that's something you want to do as an official yeah. play. Uh, over uh, over six and a half, I'm seeing minus 108. That is available. You can get that minus 110, 11, 12. So we're all right around that range for anybody out there who, if you can't get to the minus 108, there still is a relatively close price available we'll lock this in on the edgework hq bet stamp account and if you want to see full recap of all the picks we've made this year make sure to head over to bet stamp you can find that on web you can find it on ios and android as well you can find us in the find better section as edgework hq now the picks will be hidden until game time but you can see a full recap of them we do encourage you to watch or listen to the podcast or to the show live or watch it back after the fact if this if you're looking for all the picks that are given out. But for transparency purposes and record keeping, it is all on bet stamp. Uh, it is just hidden until the game starts. So lock that one in. Now, I do want to ask you, one of the things that we've kind of talked about on the show uh, on different days is, okay, you maybe look at a five and a half is reserved for a certain team or a certain type of game where you're going to have very defensive teams and high-end goaltending. Uh, now, you're talking about in this one, you were surprised it didn't open up at seven. Why do you think it is that it didn't open up at seven and it did come in at six and a half at the minus 108, minus 110? I just think books are just a bit, you know, reluctant to go up to that seven. Think about five, six years ago. Books were really reluctant to hang six and a half. And now yeah. six and a half is pretty much the standard. So uh, I think that's that's the only reason for that. And uh, in saying that, I wouldn't be shocked if we see money come in and this maybe close at seven at some shops. Uh, in, in due time, like I said, we're seeing, you know, that number going up to 110, 115. So, you know, really once it starts, you get started getting that 120 range at a six and a half, chances are a book will turn around and make that seven even money. So. All right, fair enough. Uh, moving on to another game here tonight. This one is interesting for playoff implications and uh, affecting their battle within the standings if either of these teams wants to have a shot at getting in. I think they're a little bit further on the outside looking in than they were a week ago, two weeks ago, but that would be the Buffalo Sabres and the Washington Capitals. And right now, these two teams are tied for points. They're both sitting uh, behind Florida right now. Um two points behind Florida. You look at Washington, they've played one more game than the Panthers have, but the Sabres, they've got a game in hand on Florida. Now, looking ahead of them, you're looking at them sitting five points out of a wild card spot, and Buffalo in particular is three games in hand on the Islanders, whereas Washington has played, uh, or has one game in hand on the Islanders at this point. Both these teams get hot, go on a run, maybe the Islanders falter a little bit, you could start to push on them and see if you could get into a playoff spot. But this game will kind of be a little bit of a swing point for which team would have a better opportunity to do so in pushing the other one out. If you're looking at this one tonight, Buffalo is on the road at Washington. They are. It is about a coin flip game, but you can find Buffalo at plus money price. 
Would you be looking to get behind a Buffalo team that's coming off a big win against the Leafs the other night where they did come back and score four consecutive goals? Rolling through here, maybe they've got playoffs on their mind, or do you think this might be a spot where Washington can kind of just shut it down and rebound themselves after coming off a loss to the Rangers? It's tough because I have both of these teams as kind of sell teams right now. Uh, Buffalo, right. like I said, that was a you know good win for them against Toronto. Obviously, you know there was more of a you know Craig Anderson stealing the show, which is something you just don't expect. You know he had a solid first period, solid third period, and uh, yeah. you know his record against the Leafs has uh, you know stood tall over the years. And you don't want to read into that too much because those goes back so far, but. Uh, now here they are playing against the Washington team. The biggest thing to look for is whether Ovechkin is on the ice. Alex Ovechkin is out, which he has been in, in six previous games. They are 0-6. Uh, he missed last night's game and they lost. So that's something to really keep an eye on. That that team, I mean, they need him in more ways than one. He's, he's obviously the emotional leader in that locker room, but he's one of their top you know goal scorers. And he just – everything revolves around him. And he when he's on the ice, it takes the pressure off of the guys you know, around him. Those guys can actually play better. So – you know, everybody's zeroed in on number eight. So that, that's a big loss if he's out. Uh, this is a tough game. This is definitely a, a game where I'll sprinkle something on the draw because, like I said, both teams need points. Definitely not going to see uh, anybody trying to take a risk if this game is tied late. Uh, this is one of those games where – and this is something I like to do live too. If I have a game that's tied 2-2 with about eight or nine minutes left in the third period, I like to bet that next to uh, next team to score prop, you can bet no goal for the rest of regulation at a plus price. And I think this would be one of those games where if it's tied, even as, as you know, 10, 15 minutes in the third period, we're going to see a snail's pace here. So I'd actually maybe even look at that under seven uh, or grab a, a under in game with that seven already being the open or six and a half at one thirty. You get a goal early in this game. You could easily have a seven and a half. That might fall to you know getting the under at a dollar fifteen. So that's something I'll be looking at trying to grab a bigger underpriced live. Uh, but I think this could be a, a slow paced game late, and we could definitely see some overtime. Okay, so you said uh, a sprinkle on the draw there. Yep. In terms of sprinkle for you, what would you be looking at on this one? So that'd be about around a, a half unit, yeah. Okay, so for anyone at home right now. The money line regulation time draw is at plus 347. Those best price available pulled in on bet stamp here. We'll put a half unit on that. Um, now, should probably clarify too, just, just as a general disclaimer, when you're betting these draws, look for the regulation draw, the three-way draw. Do not bet right. the yes, no prop on overtime because the price variance is about 30 to 40 cents. Like you're getting ripped off if you go with that yes, no problem. Always look for the three-way draw or the regulation draw. It's literally the same thing and it's always a better value. Interesting. All right. Good pointer there. <laughs> that's I that's something that I didn't even uh like truthfully, I didn't even clue into yeah. that that was it's so weird and, and they and they just sneak it in and try to try to fool people especially during the playoffs they'll have that yes no prop and it'll be plus right. 320 but you bet the draw it's plus 360 like it's like that it's, it's like it's, it's been like that bet. for years now. <laughs> yeah it's the exact same bet <laughs> <laughs> yeah interesting it's like how rob had pointed out i think it was two weeks ago how you can find goal score props uh sometimes on books and i i'm sure you might have seen this before as well but it's you can find a goal score prop for any time goal score or you can find the same player over 0.5 goals and they'll have a better price on that uh, yeah so mm -hmm. these you can are catch it every now and then you can catch that too mm -hmm. yeah yeah little nuances to look out for when you're going through your sports books and trying to find best prices available that's why it is important to line shop as well and to make sure you know the rules and uh terms 
of conditions of the book that you're betting at. So make sure to look into that book. Great point. Great point there. And John Reed saying, uh, they do that with tennis. Sometimes minus one and a half sets and two nothing are different prices. Mm-hmm. But there you go. So, yeah. Always got to keep an eye out, as he says. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Not that. only line shop between books, but you have to almost line shop within you know the individual book you use. So that's pretty much. Uh, yeah, you just have to kind of come <laughs> over everything. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, this is one. This. Tonight's slate, I wasn't sure how many bets we were going to be able to come up with here, but I mean, we're already at, uh, what is it, two now through two games. So uh, rolling into another game that we do have another bet in here. Tell me why you like the Minnesota Wild tonight against St. Louis, and it's not the money line you're looking at. Oh, it's it's actually the puck line, which this will be the first puck line I've bet uh, yeah. for a full game the entire year. Uh, used to bet these a lot, and, you know, it's just – Anybody who's bet puck lines the last four years probably has been snake bit by teams missing an empty net goal or something just really weird happening. I don't think we're going to even have that kind of a scenario. St. Louis is just in really bad form, in my opinion. And I just think that Minnesota is the way that they're rolling right now, right? And they've been earning points left and right, but they've been doing it in the ugliest of ways. I think they're due for a good, solid performance at both ends of the ice tonight. Uh, on the road against St. Louis. They know that, you know, we have to play well against division teams in order to, to move forward, stay afloat in that central division race. I think the Wild are going to be jazzed up for this one. So I, I think I like a 3-1 kind of a game here. Which, I mean, under is a little dicey at six, even though we've seen Wild games almost go under virtually every night. You just wonder with St. Louis, if, if they just completely fall out of favor, the goals might start pouring in for the Wild. So I'm just going to play it safe, at least feel safe. Go with the one and a half, laying the one and a half at a plus price. I think wild <laughs> this year get two points. Okay, so lock that one in as well. And I'm just gonna say a little story out for you. Uh, last year, when I started betting more seriously, when I started working with uh, with these guys, I started betting the puck lines in the NHL, and mm-hmm. it just happened to be a crazy period of time where I basically went through like insane variants of winning puck lines at a ridiculously high rate. (laughs) And I was like, wow, it wasn't me sitting there thinking, wow, like I'm really good at this. It was just Mm -hmm. like, okay, like if you keep winning at this, there's a good opportunity to continue to run this up here and continue to just like stack in money. And I was like, all right, I'm (laughs) on a good spot. I'm in a good place. And then I tried to roll it over into the playoffs doing just the same thing that I was doing. And then the playoffs came, and it swung right the other way. And I was sitting yeah. there, I was like, "Oh my god, what happened?" <laughs> yeah, that you know, you, you learned a valuable lesson there. That, that the regular season and the playoffs are two different animals. But yeah, then and puck line betting, like I said, ten years ago, that was that was my bread and butter. I was hitting you know one and a half left and right. But now it seems like teams got into and and the, the biggest thing you'll see is when when the empty net situation arises. What do you always see that team leading do? They just chip the puck right just to get it over the blue line because you don't want to mm-hmm. risk icing. So they've gotten really you know, good at bouncing the puck off the boards and just kind of just letting it roll and killing seconds off of, of the clock. And now you don't see teams take that risk for the empty net where it seems like even if you go back to the 90s and 2000s, if there's an empty net, you saw guys, defensemen, bearing it from behind <laughs> the net, basically. You know, it's funny. You see goalies scoring now. It's like goalies could have had chances to score all the time 25 years ago. Nowadays – I'm sure goalies, unless you're, you know, Linus Allmark, you're having a, uh, you know, wonderful season. Most goalies probably get yelled at if they try to go for an empty net and end up giving up an icing. So 
Uh, yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of that to it too. It's, it's gamemanship, obviously. You know, you want to just run the clock out if you have the lead. You don't want to get the possession to your to the other team. But it makes it really difficult sometimes those one and a halfs when you need an extra goalie. So, just a question for you on this: If you're going to look at uh, the minus one and a half, the puck line versus taking a regulation time winner obviously you're getting a, a different price on this like you're pulling mm-hmm. up here you're looking at minnesota here tonight in regulation uh you can find plus 119 whereas we just took them at plus 185 but you are in a sense betting the same outcome because with mm-hmm. minus one and a half you have to win in regulation for that to happen why is it that you would lean more towards the minus one and a half than it is that you lean towards the regulation? Like what, what changes your perspective going into it and looking at it that way? I, like I said, just the, the, the matchup here and how we know the St. Louis is susceptible to giving up goals in bunches. So if, if right. I felt this was going to be a, a close kind of battle, if this was two months ago when St. Louis still thought they might've had a chance at making a run for the playoffs and kind of playing with some competitive fire and edge, then I would yeah. just go with wild and regulation, but I'm giving myself a little bit more value because I feel that the wild can win this game by margin. So that that's strictly the, the, the difference of that. Okay. Fair enough. Was just curious. I said, I know like you can get a little bit of that like cushion if you think, Hey, mm-hmm. the wild are going to win this one. You can still grab them that plus money in regulation. Maybe St. Louis finds a way, but yeah, Fair enough, uh, and and you can you can you can play it safe and split it split a unit and go half you know regulation half one and a half and then you know if it, if it wins by one at least you you've got something, so that, right. that's something that I know a lot of people will do that as well. So. Nah, not as fun. We go with the plus one <laughs> plus one eighty five. <laughs> we'll get in on that. That's where we're going with this. Yeah. One. <laughs> Final game of the night: New York Islanders on the road taking on the Anaheim Ducks. New York right now is holding on to the second wild card spot in the East. They are two points behind Pittsburgh currently. They've got two more games played than them. They're three points up on Florida, who's trying to catch them for that playoff spot, but they have played two more games than the Panthers at this point. And as we talked about with that Buffalo-Washington game, you're looking at the Islanders. They're five points up on those teams, but uh, they've played three more games than Buffalo and one more game than Washington. So at this point for them, any amount of points matters you can't walk away with from a game not get not attaining points especially in a game like this where you're facing off against the anaheim ducks now you're coming into this one on a two-game losing streak you are six three and one in your last 10 but you're going up against an anaheim team that is for lack of better words crappy that is where (laughs) anaheim is at this year is this a spot where the islanders could just roll through the ducks tonight they should I mean, this is a this is a critical game for them. Like you said, you know, when you break down where they are in the standings, this is a you know one of those games where you need to really kind of uh, you know gird up and, and give a full six minute effort and get a get a big win against a bad team. But Anaheim's been feisty lately. They've earned points in three straight. They've gone to overtime in a couple of games. They're, they're a team that you can't just put away easily right now. And uh, you know, the Islanders, like I said, they're just kind of an up and down uh, team as well, especially when they're on the road. That's a team I like a little bit more at home. Uh, than on the road but in this one if i had to play anything here in this this like i said this would be a game i've watched more than probably end up having something in pocket it would be looking at the team total with the islanders uh looking at three and a half so you can grab it even money and you know you don't think offense with the islanders obviously but you, you don't think solid defense with anaheim these days so three and a half at, at even money would be a, would be uh worth a, a solid look like i said this should be a good full effort for the islanders they they need points bad 
and uh, they shouldn't have much hesitation with this Anaheim team. If they can control the possession of puck and get that defense going early, get you know get some saves from uh, Sorokin and and create some chances, we could definitely see them get to four goals. Four goals should definitely get them a win. Would you want to track this here, or is this just yeah? Uh, yeah, we uh, track that at, at even money. All right, or a plus one hundred six. I see. Yeah, plus one hundred six. Best price available on the bet stamp app there. So track that in. Um, all right, non betting related. I guess we could kind of tie it back into betting, but we touched on some of these teams pushing in the East to make the playoffs right now. And you're looking at a team like the Islanders. They're essentially desperate to hold on to some of these points that uh, they're going to be able to attain in games like this against the Anaheim Ducks where they should be able to win. But you're looking at this one. We've seen Ottawa kind of slip down a little bit there. They are only one point behind Washington and a point behind Buffalo, but not the greatest considering that they did have a little bit of a run where you started to think, hey, they could push in. If you're looking at the East playoff picture, the top three teams in the Atlantic and the Metro are pretty much set. Now we go down to the wild card. How do you picture the wild card shaping out by the time we get to the playoffs? I mean, emphasis on wild with this wild card uh, spot yes. in the East. Because <laughs> it's just so weird because it literally – Every 48 hours, we go from, okay, this team looks like they're going to push forward and, and, and break through. Now, all of a sudden, this team just looks like crap, like Buffalo. You know, Buffalo still wholly in the race right now. But, man, I just still think about them giving up that 10 spot to Dallas. And I'm just thinking, okay, yeah, like, you know, the goaltending is <laughs> yeah. just, you know, just just a mess. You know, and that's the thing. Each of these teams that you look at in this in this uh, wild card race, Pittsburgh, Islanders, Florida, Buffalo, Washington, and we'll throw Ottawa into. They all have glaring flaws, and nothing really stands out one or the other. It's it's basically just a wait and see battle right now of you know who who can outlast. You know, you look at uh, you know Pittsburgh's got two big games coming up this weekend against the New York Rangers. Uh, you know, so that's something that's going to be a, a huge swing for them. Whether they are a wild card team because they're number one in the wild card spot, or do they try to you know leap and and, and make a run for that third spot in the Metro? Uh, yeah. You know. Just solidifying points is, is, is going to be a premium for all of these teams, but you're going to see these teams playing tight. You're going to see a lot of overtime games with these te- with these teams, and you're not going to see anybody really you know split away from the pack probably until the last two weeks of the season. So it, it's just it's really just a, a spot by spot basis. You can't make a, a a play right now. Like like as far as make or miss in the playoffs, I wouldn't touch any of those six teams right now. I have a ticket on <laughs> Ottawa to make the playoffs Same. from the beginning of the year. I have Buffalo that I got in the middle of the year. I would love for both of them to cash, but I wouldn't be shocked if both of them completely miss out. So it's a, it's a real wait-and-see thing. Uh, it's going to be another couple of weeks before we see one or two teams really split away from the pack in that East. All right, now i got to flip over to the West. Uh, yeah. The West, I was looking at some stats the other day, some numbers of possibility of teams like Nashville or Calgary to make the playoffs. And as it goes on day by day, essentially, those percentages of them, their probabilities of making it, just dwindling away like it is just disappearing rapidly if you look over there into that division you look at calgary and nashville those are really the only two teams in the west who would have any type of shot at pushing into a wild card spot could you see them making any type of push and maybe jumping ahead of a winnipeg there into the playoffs calgary maybe and i think calgary has the better track than nashville just simply because of how close everything still is in the Pacific division. I mean, the, the gap between third in the Pacific and one of the wild card spots is just a point right now. So uh, Seattle, Calgary, Edmonton, that 
trio in the Pacific, I think that's really what's going to kind of uh, determine what happens with that wildcard race. And I wouldn't be shocked if Nashville and Winnipeg possibly end up being on the outside and, and if Calgary can make a run. But right now, looking at Seattle and Winnipeg, they seem to be fairly safe. At least Seattle does, in my opinion. I think I think the top four in the in the Pacific right now, that seems to be what we're going to see moving into the postseason. It's just a matter of that last wildcard spot. And, uh, you know, that could come down to Winnipeg. I don't think Nashville. I think Nashville is kind of more on the outside. Even though they're a point ahead of, of Calgary right now, I think Calgary has the inside track. Nashville's kind of looking outside. All right, fair enough. That'll about do it for the show today. I do want to remind people that if you are looking for a March Madness picks, predictions, bracket breakdowns, you can head over to the Hit the Books HQ YouTube channel. Uh, we have all different content creators over there giving best bets, doing their full bracket breakdown so they go through every single region, picking every game, going all the way down to their national champion so you can compete against them in the Hammer HQ Bracket Challenge as well. So make sure to head over there, look at the videos that they've put out. You can see in the descriptions of all those videos as well as on the Hammer HQ and Hit the Books Twitter accounts. You can find the link to join the ESPN Bracket Challenge and compete against the Hammer content creators. So make sure to sign up there and join as well, if you are looking for in-depth analysis, as well as stats, predictions, all that kind of stuff, you can head over to the CapWise a website where you can find the 2023 College Basketball Postseason Betting Guide. Use promo code HAMMER for $5 off. It is a $35 betting guide with some great insight, a great design that those guys have built out. Use promo code HAMMER for $5 off of that. I will tell you, I got my copy yesterday, and it is, if nothing else, it just saves time for people you don't have yeah. to go searching everywhere for all this different information it is all consolidated into one different or one single package for every team in the tournament this year so head over to capwise their website you can find the 2023 college basketball postseason betting guide use promo code hammer for five dollars off of that but um rich clark asking before we wrap this one up any other favorite in-game betting opportunities that you could share, Alex? Anything uh, like that? On the board tonight or just in general? I'm thinking just in general. Result. Just in general. Um, some in-game betting strategies. I mean, I, I love looking for um, this time of year when you see teams who have decent penalty killing uh, groups or they've been on a good run with the penalty kill and they're, you know, they've taken a penalty. I like to bet that team on the, you know, that's shorthanded to score the next goal. Uh, if I feel that they're, that they're getting, you know, or there's a team that they're playing against that's a really bad power play team, I like to take those shots every now and then of grabbing that value because you often see when you're betting next to score props, you might see a team, let's uh, just, all right, let's for sake, we'll say Minnesota, St. Louis. So Minnesota's on the on shorthanded. It's their plus 150 to score the next goal because they're shorthanded. All of a sudden, that now flips to like 132 or 135 when they go back to five on five play. Uh, so, you know, so little little spots like that. And most people just think automatically go for, oh, I'm going to, you know, bet on the team that's on the power play. Well, if they aren't a good power play team, you know, the chances are not going to convert on that. And you're going to get some better odds of that team, you know, not scoring on the power play. And then it's five on five. And that other team can sometimes come back. You know, some, how many times have you seen a guy get out of the penalty box and all of a sudden he's got a two on one or a breakaway? So, uh, those right. are some little in-game. That's one in-game tip that I kind of like to look for, especially this time of year because you tend to see those kind of swings happen with a lot of more physical play. You know, teams are, you know, don't like each other. Teams have seen each other a lot. We've seen a lot of these back-to-back -back spots lately. Like I mentioned, Pittsburgh and New York have a 
two back-to-back games in uh, Pittsburgh this weekend. We're seeing uh, we saw what was it, a couple nights ago or over the weekend we saw Boston and, and uh, Detroit for the home and home. So look for some of those games where you know if they just saw each other 24 hours ago, the animosity is still high. Those penalties, but maybe that team's not good on the power play. So uh, that's a that's a good tip I like to like to use. I like that one. I think that one has a great opportunity to be profitable for people who are taking it seriously. And that one is a fun one for people who are just looking to maybe dunk away some bets and just degenerately bet if you're looking for some action on on a weekend or something with your buddies sitting around. like That would be a fun one to do and just a good opportunity to take advantage of some of the strategies that you talked about there where you're identifying a situation where, hey, maybe this team isn't that great on a power play, but you know the odds are going to swing back once that power play comes to an end. So. Yeah, I think that that's a cool one. But uh, Paul Re- uh, Paul Derby saying recap. Yes, I was waiting till the very end here. So just to recap today's picks, everything that was given out. So we went a full unit on the over six and a half minus 108 in the Toronto, Colorado game tonight. Then we go down to the Buffalo, Washington game. We're going a half unit on the regulation time draw plus 347. Go to Minnesota, St. Louis, a full unit on the puck line, Minnesota puck line, minus one and a half, plus 185 there. And then we go to the final game, the Islanders Anaheim game. We're taking the Islanders team total over three and a half, plus 106 for a full unit there as well. And that will conclude all the picks for today. And that will conclude the show for today. So thank you to everyone who tuned in here. If you enjoyed the stream, please make sure to subscribe to the channel. Like this stream as well. You can share this around and let people know what we're doing here. That would be appreciated. But thank you to everyone who tuned in. Alex, thanks for taking the time to do this today. Yeah, not the greatest slate, not the most games tonight, but uh, we still found a way to get some bets out of it. And hopefully tonight will be a good one. So good luck on your bets tonight for everyone else. I will see you back here tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time here on the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. And to you all out there, good luck on your bets tonight.